0: Hey, how you doing? It's Tracy Brinkman here. It's been a little while since we've chatted on this podcast. My apologies. I've uh, procrastinated a little bit, which just happens to be our topic today. Welcome to Your Success at Last Tips, tools to improve performance. Yeah, I, like I said, I've been uh, procrastinating doing the podcast. I've been doing a few articles, as you've seen, and if you've been looking at the uh, the blog, at YourSuccessAtLast.com, if you have it, you should go there. Right, go check it out. There's some great articles there for you. Um, you know, I decided to chat with you a bit about procrastination because you know, quicker and quicker, uh, you, we see things are being accomplished today so much faster. You got computers and PDAs. You got cell phones. Heck, nowadays, even your TVs are becoming smart devices. I mean, so many marvels of modern technology are enabling us to accomplish so much more than we could have, I don't know, merely 10, 15 years ago. Heck, it's as little as five years ago. And and with all this ability to get things done, literally at our fingertips, why are so many of us, so many of you, putting off your responsibilities, your goals, your dreams? Why are you putting off accomplishing the tasks that are going to launch your careers, improve your relationships, heck, even bring your self-esteem to wondering heights? Why do we continue to endure the pain of what if? Well, that's what we're we'll to talk about a little bit today. i want to spend a few minutes answering some of those questions about procrastination as well as sharing some steps how you can avoid becoming, or like me with my hand raised really high, remaining at the mercy of the plight of procrastination. I've been studying this stuff a long time, and I still fall victim. So I figured, you know what, if it's, if it's happening to me, gosh darn, I bet you it's happening to a lot of the folks that listen to this podcast or read my blog. So here we go. Fear, first of all, tops our list. Uh, of the reasons, you know, if tops our list, I mean, as, as we try to answer this question of procrastination, the main reason people procrastinate is fear. And I'm not the only one saying that. That comes from Neil Fior, PhD, and author of The Now Habit as well. Many procrastinators, you see, fear that they're not going to accomplish the task they're setting out to do. <laughs> it's, it's almost kind of paradoxical if you think about it. I'm afraid I'm not going to get the task done that I'm setting out to do so I won't do it which means I won't get it done which means it's kind of a snake eating itself situation but they do they fear that they don't have the necessary talent or the tools to complete the task they fear even more so that they might look foolish or amateurish in the eyes of their peers their friends their family most of them believe it or not they'd rather be seen or called lazy and lacking in effort as opposed to be you know perhaps making some attempts making some consistent even timely attempts and faltering in those attempts and seem lacking in ability they'd rather be called lazy than lacking in ability I, I don't get that one I'd rather be called I'd rather be seen as a person that tried and, and some people will call it failed I call it as I tried I learned I'm gonna try again I mean here's, here's an example and I've fallen victim to this one right here here's an example any one of us can name any number of students that we knew as friends knew in the classroom, maybe we knew really personally. Raise your hand, you know it's you at least once we can name a student who blamed the failing of their midterm or any other big test on only studying the night prior to the test. huh, all right, how many have done that? Come on, raise your hand, you know you have you know you know somebody right? know somebody really personally, okay, right. <laughs> they'd rather admit, they'd rather blame this on, oh, I only started the night before, rather admit to themselves that they could have, you know, maybe gotten some help from a fellow student, of uh, a parent even, right? There's some very smart parents out there, okay, there's a few, um, or a tutor, right? Let's be honest. Or simply they could have managed their time and started studying over a longer period of time, rather than trying to cram for the exam the night before, okay? Let's be honest, right? Now, next on the list, is perfectionism this one also ranks high in the perfectionist on the procrastinators list because so many of them believe they've got to create that that perfect essay that perfect presentation or the perfect business model now in this push for perfectionism they put off often even getting started here's where insecurity is going to play with their heads a little bit you see those that do their best because they have that true desire to win, that true passion for their goal, uh, that true uh, right drive to succeed, they tend not to procrastinate. They've got that goal. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. However, those that think they must be perfect in order to, I don't know, gain acceptance, uh, be seen well in the eyes of their peers, or even simply please those around them, they're often going to put off those important tasks. That insecurity is going to mess with their heads. You see, this belief that you must do so, do something perfectly from the onset, it's going to cause you stress, and then you're going to associate that stress with the task. Then you're going to avoid doing the task in order to avoid the stress eventually you're going to not going to have enough time to get the done the task done perfectly and you, most of you are going to let yourself off the hook and they're going to be telling yourself well if i only had enough time i would have done a better job blah 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 okay now next on our list are beliefs beliefs at times are also going to be the root cause of procrastination beliefs such as oh i work better under pressure uh, or I don't have the knowledge, or the skills to accomplish this task. Or, this task is such a mammoth undertaking, am I really up for it? See, all those have the potential to cause procrastination. And when you ask yourself a question like, am I up for it, your brain is designed to go find an answer. And if it's not finding the answer that's supportive, guess what? Procrastination. In addition, these choice-stealing thoughts and beliefs along the lines of, I must. Are going to push you to put off tasks because you're going to feel a bit of resentment for not having a choice. When you say "I must," you're kind of stealing your choices away. So take a moment, really, and ask yourself what thoughts you have that are keeping you from the from your task. Uh, the last time you fell victim to procrastination, if you can think about what kind of thoughts were rolling around your head, were they any of these? Um, these work better under pressure. These kind of thoughts, where it's like, "Oh, I I, I work great under pressure, so let me wait to the last minute," or those ones where I must, where they kind of built that resentment, where you, so you kind of procrastinated for that. Think about that. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here now, because you know, cause, you know we'll talk a bit about. Let's step away from some of the reasons. Now, action—action action is going to be the first step to overcoming your plight of procrastination. And these plights of procrastination can be huge. You can be a big mammoth procrastinator, or it could be in a certain area of your of your life. Maybe it's with housework, or schoolwork, or work, work, or certain tasks that are a little out of your comfort zone. Right? What do you think about that? Action is the first step for overcoming your plight of procrastination. Now. That sounds simple, right? Ah, oh, duh, Tracy. If I take action, I'm not procrastinating. Of course, action is the first step, right? So it sounds simple. But for those of us who fall a victim to procrastination, we're going to test way easier than said than done. So I want to take you through and look at some solutions. I want to empower you and help you fend off procrastination. And allow you to reach your goals in a far timelier manner. I'm going to change your life thirty minutes at a time. All right. Remember, i mentioned that before. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes here. First, and my first and foremost impassioned recommendation, and those who have been around me longer than thirty seconds know what I'm about to say. If you read more than three of my articles or listen to more than two of my podcasts, you know what I'm about to say. All right. This impassioned recommendation is to Yep, set goals. You see, real goal setting, real goal setting is going to do wonders for almost every symptom that makes us sick with procrastination. Sitting down, seriously setting out your goals for your desires, your business, your career, your school life, your family life, heck, even your social life is going to reap some amazing results if you follow through. And trust me, if you follow through, when I when, back off a second, when I say trust me, when I say uh, follow through will become much easier uh, when you have a real set of laid out goals for all the areas of your life, because you're not going to be looking at this big massive goal. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to get it too far ahead of myself. So. Step one of overcoming your plight of procrastination is becoming a goal setter, right? So if you want to get some more information on uh, goal setting guidelines, goal setting tips and techniques, I want you to go listen to the podcast called Goal Setting 101. You can find that on my blog. It's uh, www.yoursuccessatlast, just like it sounds, yoursuccessatlast.com and you can look up goal setting or look up goal setting 101 and you'll see the podcast version or the written version so if you want to listen to it on audio like this podcast here or if you'd rather read it it's all up to you Um, there's folks that learn better uh, either way I'll try to provide for both of them okay so use that goal setting process to address all your fears as well you see if you have a fear that resides in for example the area of knowledge then set the goal to get the knowledge you seek now Here's one of the cool things. If time doesn't allow you to get the knowledge via conventional means such as reading books, going to classes, you know, listening to audios, then you can find the resources, oh, that you need and get them from someone else uh, because maybe a fellow coworker has the knowledge you need, maybe a parent, another student, a teacher, a professor. Um, a friend, someone you know on Facebook, someone you don't even know yet, but you know someone out there, oh, you know what? John Doe has this bit of information. I remember reading on his blog. Reach out to him on his blog and ask him the question. You'd be surprised how many people out there love to share their hard-earned knowledge. I'm speaking from experience. You ask me a question about something I'm passionate about, like this, these self-development topics. I'm happy to answer the question. Quite often, if you ask the people I've given the answers to, they're saying he gave me way more information than I wanted to know. I find most people are even flattered by the request. I personally am one of those. When someone says, "Hey, Tracy, I know you're passionate about this. It's just something you you know about. Let me ask you a question. Ah, you know what? I'm flattered that they they trust enough in me to give the answer. Show that same respect and caring to someone else. They'd be happy to answer you nine times out of ten. Okay. So now let's go to some of those statements we talked about earlier. One of the things we got we're going to have to do is we're going to have to avoid those. I must style statements, I must, I have to, I've got to, those style of assertions affect your outlook and your mood of not having a choice and giving you that feeling of resentment. Your control of your life really starts with what you think on a regular basis. It's like the saying goes, you're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. pause for a minute here and let that stir around in your head for a second right think about that you're not what you think you are but what you think you are see you're gonna have to recognize you really do have a choice this realization alone is going to enable you to move from the i must to the i want to kind of thoughts don't get me wrong (laughs) seriously let let me be perfectly clear do not get me wrong I know that there are situations where your choice don't seem to be yours. But if you think it all the way through the end, ultimately the choice is yours. You don't have to keep spending money to market your product. But that's a cho- but that choice not to? Well, if you choose not to market your product, it's going to have a serious cramp in your growth uh, that you're going to want in your business. You see, you know have to go into work every day but there are consequences that come along with that so you choose to go into or you want to go in there to avoid those consequences see if you just simple little mind shifts like that will help with your procrastination see i'm not trying to make you change your life in this 15 minute podcast but i want to give you a series of little tips and techniques that will slowly turn the thoughts of your mind into a more positive into a more it doesn't have to you have to use the word positive into a more productive path and that's what you want you want to be productive right you want to be able to get things you want out of your life to reach your goals dreams and desires right that's why you're here I hope that's why you're here or maybe you just stumbled across it <laughs> anyway okay now to all my perfectionist friends you know what I can't say it more simpler Allow yourself permission for a 50% solution first. What? A 50% solution, Tracy? You're freaking crazy. Okay, a 90% solution, an 80% solution. All right. Your, here's the thing. Your urge to do it 100% right that first time, that's going to be your biggest challenge. Here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, here's, what, here's my solution for you, uh, perfectionists. During your goal-setting process, and I know you're going to do your goal-setting process, you are going to do your goal setting process, aren't you? Hmm. Yes, you are. Okay. All right. Okay. So anyway, during your goal setting process, I encourage you to create a quick and dirty solution as one of your sub goals. Here's what I mean. Let's say, for example, your goal was cleaning the garage. Um, then perhaps your quick and dirty solution could be getting out, getting all the trash out of the garage. Okay, that doesn't constitute a 100% solution of a clean garage, but it serves as a stepping stone to that level of perfection that you're striving to achieve. So if you can't break your perfectionist habit, and most often you can't, it's so deeply ingrained, me telling you, hey, Tracy, you know, hey there, uh, John Doe, don't be a perfectionist, is not going to happen. All right, you just, that's just not going to happen. I'm going to try to go there. But if I can give you a way that you can use it to your benefit, so now, and you take your clean the garage goal and you break it down uh, into smaller sub-goals. You can then use your perfectionist mentality to your advantage. Okay, So now your sub-goals could be get out all the trash, then it's organize the garden tools, then it's straighten the shelves, then it's dust, then it's sweep. Um, then it's I don't know paint the walls whatever it is you can start breaking this down see as your perfection here's where your perfectionist urge is going to help as you go through each one of those sub goals you're going to do those perfectly but because those are a small part of the bigger goal you were trying to accomplish in the first place you started off with a fifty percent solution Right, get all the trash. That's half the job of cleaning the garage, right there. And then the other ones. The next step's going to give you sixty percent, then seventy, then eighty, then ninety, then finally to a hundred when you get them all done at the end. You have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, you're only human. And, and let's be honest: an imperfect job done today is far, far superior than a perfect job postponed indefinitely. Hey. Plus, you know what if you get some uh, a fifty percent solution put down on paper if you 're writing a business plan and you get a you get a fifty percent done prop, uh, business plan put on paper, don't you know, always we'll go back and revise it at least you're fifty percent further along than you were when you when you hadn't even started right all right so don't 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 try to be Mr. Perfect right out of the gate let it flow let it happen now, the last tip I want to give you. Is probably about the quickest, and it's the one I've been alluding to during this whole podcast. This one's called the 30-minute plan. This is something you can put in to play right after you're finished listening to this. Okay. So what I want you to do is select a piece of work that you can commit 30 minutes to. Now, it can be a piece of work that's going to take you an hour, 30 minutes, 4 hours, 14 days to do, but you're going to commit 30 minutes to it. Now, once you've selected that piece of work, even I mean, get yourself a piece of paper and write it down. I'm going to do XYZ. Okay. Next, what I want you to do is I want you to choose a reward for yourself. This reward is one that you're going to claim once you've worked for that allotted 30 minutes of time. No matter what you accomplish inside that 30 minutes, that reward is yours as long as you put in the time. And, and you're going to have to be honest with yourself here. Say you are writing an essay or the business plan I alluded to earlier. Sitting down at a desk in front of a blank screen with word open or in front of a blank piece of paper and just staring at it for 30 minutes doesn't constitute putting in the work. I'm talking about sitting down and really putting through some effort for just 30 minutes. Only 30 minutes, it's not even an hour. It's a half an hour, right? It's two 15-minute blocks, right? It's like a game show on television. That's nothing. If you put in, put in the honestly, put in the work, well then the reward is yours. So the reward you choose, really, it's up to you. And I want it to be motivating. For me. My 30 minutes of blocks of work, my rewards are are things that I enjoy, like uh, some game time. I like first-person shooter games on, on the Xbox, on the PlayStation, right? Call of Duty, love playing that game. I have a few programs I enjoy watching. So I make those my rewards. I won't watch that until I get my 30 minutes of work done. That motivates me. I see that as a reward. See, the rewards have to be meaningful to you. The idea here is is you're going to shift your focus and we're going to play with your hand a little bit here you shift your focus from the displeasure of doing the task to the pleasure of receiving the reward huh pretty simple right the idea is if that reward is worthy and then you're going to be you're going to want to endure a mere 30 minutes of real effort in order to reach it here's the thing it, you can't do it in that day before you put in your thirty minutes. So one, one person I had uh, I had worked with said, I'm going to make a cup of coffee, my, uh, my reward. Well, when are you going to do the work? Oh, I'll probably do it after I get home from work about 6.30 at night. So you will have had plenty of cups of coffee during the course of the day, correct? Well, well yeah, of course I have got to have my cup of coffee in the morning. Well, then where's the motivation? Because you've already had so many cups of coffee. It's like, if I had played my game all day and then said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to make my reward 30 minutes more of game time, I could easily justify to myself in my head, oh, you know, I really want to play that game today. It's not motivating. You've got to have a reward that's going to push you. You know, if there's some program on that night uh, you can tell yourself, I am not going to that, TiVo or DVR or record that show tonight. I'm going to do my 30 minutes of work prior to that show coming on so that I can sit down and then watch that show live. Or I will DVR it and I won't watch it live and I won't watch the show until I get the 30 minutes of work done. The idea is make the reward moving, and worthy, so that it will push you to put in the 30 minutes worth of work. And let me add one more thing here. What's really going to happen most of the time? Once you sit down to put in your 30 minutes, you'll end up working 45, 60, 90, 120 without even giving it a second thought. You will actually get so involved in your work and the task, even if it's a difficult one, that you'll want to keep working on it. The next thing you know... Forty-five minutes, an hour, or more has passed, and you've actually accomplished a large body of work. You've gotten something done, something to be proud of. You'll be you'll push back away from that desk, and your chest will be puffed up, your shoulders will be up high. Here, (laughs) look what I got done! All the while, that reward you had identified—it was right there, right—it was right within your reach. After you reached minute thirty, you could have had it any time. You could have rightfully claimed it for yourself. However, what's happened is once you sat down and began working on your task, your focus shifted. It shifted away from that worry and that fret and that fear, onto the task of focusing on completing that piece of work. In order, even if it was just to get that reward, but you started focusing on getting the task done, and there you start you stopped fretting about it. See, once you just once you decide to stop working. I want you to claim a reward. Now, again, as long as you worked your 30 minutes, you put in your 30 minutes of real work, that reward is yours. Go get it, enjoy it, you know what? You earned it. And then quickly, I want you to sit down and schedule your next 30-minute block of time. And select the reward for that one too. It could be the same reward, it could be a new reward, it could be something different. That's fine. And here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna quickly begin to associate more pleasure to the task and it's completion as you realize that your rewards are going to be going to be right there immediately following your 30 minutes you'll start associating this feeling of pleasure with your getting the task done then uh, all the other worry and fret I did this with um, I I love listening to audiobooks I'm a self-help nut. I have this library of physical books. I have an almost as big a library of audiobooks. What I started doing is uh, I started going out mowing the lawn. I kind of despised mowing the lawn there for the longest time. But what I did is I started putting in my audio books, started listening to some of my favorite authors while mowing the lawn. Next thing you know, I started getting some joy out of mowing the lawn. And there was times I'd go out there without my iPod in my ears and still would get that same feeling. I'd be thinking about some of the things going on or what I want to write in my next article or what I want to put into my next podcast. Because now I was associating those same feelings that I would get from listening to my favorite authors while mowing the lawn. So the same same tactic works for you. I want to pass that on to you. So you now have a few tactics for fighting your plight of procrastination. Or our plight of procrastination, because I'm not going to say it's all about you, ladies and gentlemen. Some of these things I ever had to do myself in order to avoid or to wrestle with my own monster. Okay, now I'm going to encourage you to go back uh, to the to the website yoursuccessatlast.com and go listen to that goal setting 101 show or read the article. Right, then combine that goal setting and the sub goals and the action tasks in those 30 minute plan and that all those quivers in your bow i am tell you what you're going, to, you're going to end up killing your your monster your procrastination monster right. So set your goals, break them down into sub goals, break them down into your tasks, and then use your thirty minute plan on those tasks. With that, you're going to begin to move yourself along the road to reaching your goals, your dreams and desires. Thirty minutes at a time. Think successfully and take action. Talk to you later.